Yeah. Top, top. Got it? Top of Lamech Just a moment. Um, okay. These uh, breads that are called Kuva Da'ara, we learned about it yesterday. It's a um, soft batter that's put into a shape that then was in a cavity of an oven, but today it could be put into these pans that uh, we have in order to shape a bread out of it. What bracha do you make in it? Before it was mentioned already, but it said it regarding the mitzvah of Chala, and the same thing is brought up now regarding the bracha of Amaitzi. Amalei answered Do you think that this is really bread? This is just something that's sort of semi-kneaded together and then put into the oven, but it's not really bread. So therefore the bracha is bayramina mezaynis, it does not qualify as bread. Mazutra, however the Gemara says, Mazutra Mazutra did use this for a meal, and he established this as a meal. And he did make the bracha of Amaytzi Lechem and Aretz, and he also benched the regular benching after this. So this is one of the places in the Gemara, we'll see this more later, and I'll explain this in Mitzchem later on, that even certain things that are a mezainis, but if you are Kiveya Sud on it, and you eat the right amount, and this is how you establish a meal, even if it's mezainis, if you eat a smaller amount, but if you establish a meal, you're going to be obligated to make a mitzi and proper benching. And we have, um, one second, one second. I don't want to go into this by the The main sugi of this Indian is later. There's other things we're going to learn about today, but this is, this is the kids of this idea. actually holds a step further. It's not, it's not an Indian that's mezainis, it's actually regular bread, and you can be yaitzi yechiv on Pesach for matzah, which you cannot be yaitzi with something which is mezainis. My time lechem oini karinam just like by uh, making the bracha amaytzi, it has to be bread. To be yaitzi the mitzvah of matzah has to be bread as well. It says lechem. So he says, this is regular bread. You can be yaitzi the mitzvah of lechem oini, even if you're just eating a kezais, which is what the mitzvah of matzah is. Vama mar baravashi, mar baravashi said a different thing. Hi, dufshe de tamri, the honey that comes out of, of uh, dates. <coughs> what bracha do you make? And this is not only regarding the honey of dates, it's true regarding any juices that we squeeze out of any fruits. What's the bracha? So the bracha on all juices are a shahakal. Why? My time. The expression of the Gemara is, the comparison is, <coughs> that it's like just the sweat of the fruit. It's not the fruit itself. The fruit itself deserves a ha'etz, but the juice that you squeeze out of it <coughs> is not the essence of the fruit itself, and therefore the bracha is only going to be a, a shahakal. Keman, whose opinion does this follow? Like this opinion that we learned in the Mishnah, the honey that comes out of the uh, dates, the yain tapuchin, and apple cider, chaymetz sfeinies. Chaymetz sfeinies is the wine that comes from grapes that are at the end of the season, that grow all the way at the end of the season, that they don't really ripen, and you can't make wine out of them, and they don't deserve a bayripriyagofen. Uh, Vishar may pay this, and all the other fruit juices. 
Shall truma of truma? What happens if someone that's not supposed to be eating this truma, a Yisrael comes along and drinks them? Rabbi Leizer says, Mechayev keren v'chaymish. Rabbi Leizer says, he ate part of the fruit itself, and he has to pay the keren, and he also has to pay the chaymish, which is the additional surcharge for someone that ate truma. Rabbi Yeshua, Paita. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, you didn't eat the fruit itself. You ate the juice of the fruit, that's not eating the fruit of itself, and therefore you'll have to pay the keren, but not the chaymish. So we follow Rabbi Yeshua's opinion that the juice is not the fruit itself. So the same halacha applies also what will be the Allah of Trima? What is Trima? So, even Rav himself wasn't exactly sure. What is Trima? Rav didn't understand what he was telling him. So Ravina was sitting in front of Rav. And Omalei and Ravina was saying, The Shum Shumi Kamrit. When you ask this question, this Rabbana, when he asked this question about Trima, did you mean the Trima that comes from Sesame's? Or perhaps you were referring to Kortumi, which is what? Kortumi is... is Saffron. Huh? Saffron. Saffron, okay. Or from, from grapes, when they smash open the, the pits of the grapes, yeah? Is that what you were talking about? Portsini comrade. So when Ravina was asking this uh, student this question, inquiring what he was referring to, ask it of So Rava realized what, what uh, Trima is. Amalei and Rava said, Chashilta Definitely what you when you said Trima, you what you were referring to was Chashilta, which means when you press something. Right, when you take a, a, a date or any fruit and you pound it, you press it, and it's not anymore in its original form exactly the way it grew, you press it. But Carton Milson, and now you reminded me a statement that I heard. Hodam Ravasi, because Ravasi said, Hai Tamri shall Truma, the dates of Truma, Mutter, Lasis, Mentrimus. So now the Allah of Truma is that the Kainim are supposed to eat them. The mitzvah of Truma is to eat the Truma. So he says, the dates of the Truma, Mutter, Lasis, Mentrima, it's allowed for the Kayan to, to pound it, to press it, and to eat it that way. But it's forbidden for the kain to turn it into beer and drink it as a beer because he's not, drink, he's not eating it in, a, in its original form. Which would mean then that if you take any of these fruits and you, and you press it and you eat it that way, it retains its original bracha of ha'etz. If you take a fruit and you grind it into a powder or into a, into a flour, which could be done with, uh, with uh, for example, uh, the sesame or many other things. So then, as we learned already before, once it's turned into a flour, it, lo- it loses its original status, it goes down a level, and therefore it's shakl. But if you merely pressed it and you eat it that way, so then the brach will still be ha'etz. V'hilchaser, so the halach is, tamri v'avdinu trima, if you take dates and you turn it into trima, it's pressed, the bracha remains a ha'etz. My It's still in its original state as it was before. So as the Paiskim say, and the Alter Rebbe brings in Shulchan Aruch, from what the Gemara says over means that it's only if you take dates, or the same thing as with many, many other fruits, or, 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 or beans, or whatever it is, and you press it in a way that you could see the original form or pieces of the fruit. But what if you take something and you turn it into... A paste, you take peanuts and you turn it into peanut butter. You take it and you turn it into a jam where you do not see at all any pieces of the original fruit. Or you take apples and you turn it into a very, very, uh, like 
like the, the applesauce that they make for the children, the Gerber applesauces. We don't see absolutely any trace of the original fruit, so then the brach over there is going to be a shahaka. But if you have applesauce where you see pieces, so then the halacha will be ha'etz, like the Gemara is saying here, because the pshat of the trima is, it's the Lashon, right? Trima is dafkif milsayu kaimikidimeikara, if you could see some pieces. That's the maskana of the Gemara. The what? Can't answer you. I don't know what that is. I don't know. If you see pieces of it, so that you just I'm telling you the, the f- definition. Well, but the, if you crunchy. see pieces, then the brach is a If not, you don't. Crunchy peanut butter, you have yeah. pieces and so, you have that. So, if, so, so if, if there's long as there's pieces, that's good enough. But then there's the whatever, the peanut butter that's a new uh, creamy, creamy peanut butter, so then the brach should be shahakal. But if it's, if it's pieces, so then the brach is a eight. It's a big difference. Shesisa is some kind of a drink that has uh, pieces of uh, roasted barley in it, but it's mixed with uh, honey or vinegar, and it's turned into a drink. What's the bracha? Rav says the bracha is shahakal, Shmuel and Shmuel says the bracha is mezaynis. Rav Chista says, they're not arguing. They're arguing, what, there's two cases that they're talking about, that is, is if it's a thicker drink, where there's more of this, of the barley in it, or if it's, if it's a more of a liquid uh, 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 texture, and therefore the bracha will be a shahakal. Okay, so the Gemara explains, If it's a thicker texture, so then it's made to eat, and therefore the bracha will be mezaynis. But if it's more of a liquid form, so then it's made, it's not made usually to, to eat, it's made to drink, and it's for the purpose of, of, of healing. It gives a person a refua. Okay? So the Gemara brings a question on this. Masav Rav Yasef, this is a b'raise in the halach of Shabbos. One of the malachas of Shabbos is lush. You're not allowed to knead on Shabbos. So therefore, there's various different mixtures that you're not allowed to mix on Shabbos because you're, you're taking something that was soft and you're mixing it and you're, you're kneading and you're connecting together and turning it into a thicker texture so you're not allowed to knead on Shabbos. So the Gemara there has a different case that, that there's an argument about whether it's kneading or not. And then the Braise there concludes, Vishavan, everybody will agree, You're allowed to mix, mix this drink of Shasais that we just mentioned, with this mixture of honey and these, these, the, 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 the grain, the, the barley, that's, that you're allowed to mix on Shabbos. Okay? To drink it on Shabbos. Vishaisin, Zaytuma Mitzri. Another thing that you're allowed to drink on Shabbos is also Zaytuma Mitzri. Which is some kind of a drink. Ah, uh, what is it? Um, barley and wheat. Also, wheat similar, and similar thing of barley and wheat. wheat. Okay. So now the question of the Gemara is: We just said that this drink, a person drinks for refua, right? And that's why the bracha is a shahakal. The question is: If it's a refua, b'shabes mishari, are you allowed to have on Shabbos something for the purpose of refua? We learned about this already before. On Shabbos, you don't take something for the purpose of healing yourself. Amalei Abaye, so Abaye answers va'at loy tizbere, and you don't hold of this that we said v'hotnan. We learned in a, in a Mishnah, kala oichlin, any kinds of foods. You're allowed to eat on Shabbos if it's for the purpose of healing yourself. As long as it's a food. It's a food that you could also eat as regular food. Even if you're eating it for the purpose to heal yourself, you're allowed. Or any other drink. You're allowed to drink it on Shabbos for the purpose to heal yourself. 
Elo ma'es lachlameima gavre la'achila kamachavin. The reason why this mission over here says that it's permitted, even though that uh, it's it's a refua, these things bring a person a refua. But the kavana of the person when he's eating them is for achila to eat them. So hachanami gavre la'achila kamachavin. Even if this drink of the shasisa is something that brings a person a refua, but he's having a mind that he's eating it, he's drinking it as a food. So therefore, it's permitted to drink this on Shabbos. Lishna Another expression of the way this uh, idea was uh, said. Elamas What are you going to say? Gavre la The person is having a mind to eat this or to drink this. Whatever healing he gets as a result happens automatically. That's not what he's having in mind. Hachanami over here as well with this shasisa that he drinks. He's eating it. And whatever the fuah happens, happens automatically and therefore it's permitted to drink this on Shabbos. Okay, so therefore over here in this uh, Mishnah, it's already saying that this is a drink for a refuah and uh, the, the, the refuah happens automatically and therefore you're allowed to drink it. If you take it for a refuah, you don't have to make a broth. Correct. If it's only, but if the thing is though, if he's having hana, if he's having, let's see, let's see the Hamshel Gemara. If he's having hana, you have to make a bracha. That's the rule that we learned before. Even something you have for the food, the Gemara will say here right now. But the Rav. Now we need Rav needed to teach what he said that you make a bracha of shahakol. Even though it's clear from this Mishnah here that he's eating something, even though he's getting a healing from it, but he's eating something. So that's already automatically clear that you have to make the bracha of shahakol. What is Rav teaching me? The Imehai, if it would have just been this Mishnah, Hava min lachila kamachavin, he is thinking that he's eating food, the Rufuah memela kahavia. And the Rufuah comes automatically. Avol hocha, but over here, what Rav was talking about is, Kivin de lachatchila le Rufuah kamachavin. He is thinking that he's taking it for a Rufuah. I say, if a person is befetish, taking it only for a Rufuah, maybe in such a case he shouldn't have to make a bracha. Kamash Malan, therefore Rav was teaching me that even when you are having a mind for Rufuah, but kiven the Isle Anna Minei Boi As long as that Rufuah, the medicine you take, has a taste, and you have a no of that medicine, you have to make the bracha. This is a repetition of the same me that we had at the top of Lamed Zayin Amad Aleph, the Nigei, or actually Lamed Vav Amad Aleph already it was, the Nigei to the drinking of oil. Person that drinks oil for rufu and he drinks it together in a soup and he has anna of it, even though he's only taking it for the purpose of rufu. But as long as you have anna, you have to make a bracha. That's the Allah of the medicines. The Gemara comes back now to the Mishnah where it said the nusach of the bracha that we make on bread. Sha'ala pasuay miramaitzi. On bread, the bracha is hamaitzi. We learned in Abraise, Mahu Aimer, what's the exact version of the bracha? So there's an argument. One opinion says, hamaitzi lechem like we say today, Hamaytzi Lechemanos, Hashem takes the bread out of the ground. Rab Nechemia argues and says, No, you, you, you dropped the hay. Maytzi Lechemanos, the one that took bread out of the ground, the Abisha takes the bread out of the ground without the hay. So, what exactly is the argument there? With the hay or without the hay? Omarove, Bimaytzi, Kula Malay Pligi, saying the word Maytzi, nobody will argue that that would work, that's okay. Why? The apik mashma. When you say maitzi, maitzi is loshen ova, past tense. Hashem has taken the grain out of the ground and provided me with this bread. And when we make the bracha, you have to use a loshen ova because it, did, it happened before. The grain grew and now you have it prepared for you to eat. Can't say a loshen osid that he will take the bread out of the ground. You're thanking Hashem for the past. So everybody agrees that maitzi and loshen kaidish is past tense and therefore that, that's a good nosach. 
Ichsev, and the Gemara brings a source that it's past tense. Kale might see Om in Mitzrayim. Hashem has taken them, the Yidin, out of Mitzrayim, so might see Om is past tense. So might see is past tense as well. Kipligi, where's the argument between the Tanakam and Rab Nechemye? The Hamaitzi. The argument is regarding saying Hamaitzi with a hey. Abanan's Abanan's opinion is Hamaitzi. When you say Hamaitzi, the Apik Mashma. That also could be past tense that he's taken us out, or he has taken out the bread. That Abisha has in the past, when we even were in the desert, taken the water, brought out the water from a rock. So you see in the Pasuk, it's also used as past tense. However, Rabbi Nechemi disagrees and says, No, Hamaitzi de Mapik Mashma. Hamaitzi is his future tense, that Hashem will take out. Shanamar, as we see in the Pasik, in Parshish Shemais, where Yidin are still in Mitzrayim, what does Meshra Rabbeinu tell the Yidin? Hamaitzi Eschem mitachas Sivlis Mitzrayim. He will take you out from the hard work in Mitzrayim. So Hamaitzi is used in a future tense. So that's not, that's not a good Nusach for the Brachim. Rabbanon, the Rabbanon disagree and say that no, even in that postic of Hamaitzi Eschem, it also is future tense. Hahu hachi kamalahu, kuchibirichol Yisrael. So it's not Moshe, sorry, it's the Abishah that was speaking to, about Yidin, and this is what the Abishah is saying regarding the Yidin. Kad mafik When I will bring you out of Mitzrayim, avid n'luchu milse, I will make miracles, I will perform miracles for you, ki so that you will know the anada afikas yascham in Mitzrayim, that I was the one that has taken you out of Mitzrayim. So take a look at the beginning of that passage. That then, after you come out of Mitzrayim, v'yedaitem, you will know, that I am the one that has taken you out of Mitzrayim. So the Pasuk is being told to Yidin before, but it's referring to what their recognition will be after they will come out of Mitzrayim. They will look and they will see what the Ebeshter has done, and he's the one that has taken them out of Mitzrayim in past tense. So Hamaitzi is Lashon Ova. So that's the bracha you could say. The Gemara brings shares in a story. The Rabbanan praised in front of Rab Zayde, Bar Zvid, Bar Rav Zvid. This fellow Bar Rav Zvid, Achur the Rab Shimon Bar Rav Zvid, a brother of Rab Shimon Bar Rav Zvid, the Adam Godlu. Now he said, this Amayre, he's a great man. And he's, he's very uh, uh, fluent, he knows all the halachas of brachas. So, so Rav Zayde said, when he when he when you encounter him, bring him to me. I would love to see his his bikis and brachas. So zim So as it came to pass that he came to the rabbanon, and they brought him to Rabzeda. So they brought a piece of bread. So he made the bracha mitzi, and the nusach of the bracha that he said was mitzi lechem and aaretz without the hay. Omar, so Rabzeri said, This is this great man that's uh, so great and he's so bucky in brachis. If he would say, So then, Ashminam Taima. He would say, he would, he would teach us a Chiddush. Rashi says, Taima means he would teach us how to interpret the Psukim properly. That Hamaitzi is past tense. And he would also teach us that we pass in like the Tanakama, like the Rabbanon, that you say Hamaitzi. And that, so that would be something great. If he makes the Bracha Maitzi, so then, yeah, my that, Kamashmah. What's the Chiddush of that? That he said the Maitzi. 
So the Gemara says, but this, this person, in fact, was a great man. When he said, Because he didn't want to get into an argument. We said before, Rav said that everybody agrees he could make Maitzi. So he, so he would make the Bracha Maitzi not to get into an argument. The Gemara concludes, that the bracha that we say is, the Kaimalan Karabana, because we hold like the Rabbanan, the Omri that say, the Apik Mashma, that Hamaitzi is past tense and therefore we make the bracha Hamaitzi. So, of course, the question is asked by all the Rishayim, starting from Taisvis, Hamaitzi is past tense, but Maitzi is for sure past tense. And Hamaitzi is both. It could be used in a past tense, or it could also be Mashma future tense. So why takid do we paskin to say hamaitzi? Taisis brings from the Yerushalmi, because hamaitzi, the word hamaitzi in the bracha comes right after the word lechem. If you say, uh, no, sorry, ha'olam, that is. Ha'olam and maitzi have are both a mem. So in order to be able to make a break, now you say ha'olam maitzi, that one mem, so there was ha'olam hamaitzi. So you pronounce the word hamaitzi properly, and not that the mem should be swallowed up with the mem of ha'olam. That's the pshat of Taisvis. But I saw another Meire de Gipshat, which Rabbi Kiveger in the Gilean Ashas is Mitzayin to in the Sefer Titus Chaim in Sanhedrin. He says there that Amaitzi Be'emes is Tatakib past tense, as the Gemara here says, but it's also future tense. And he says, look at the Nusach of the Bracha. We say Amaitzi Lechem and Aretz. Does Lechem come out of the ground? It doesn't come out of the ground as Lechem, it comes out of the ground as grain. As a kernel of wheat that you have to crush and turn into a flour and then bake and then you have bread. So he says, what is the Lechem referring to? Lost love. Oh, it says the Abish is going to bring the world back to the way it was in the beginning, that the world is going to grow, gluskois and so on. So Lechem is going to grow from the ground. So when we make the bracha mighty, yes, we are, we are thanking the Abish for the past, for the bread that I'm holding in my hand that I'm eating, but also being Meramiz and the Lavai, the, 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 the gluskois and the Lechem that's going to grow directly from the ground. That's why we say Hamaitzi. <coughs> the Seder of Brachas, which we're going to learn in Mitzvah Shem and Daf Lamed Tes. What? What? I don't know. I don't know. I'm reading what it says in the Gemara. I'm not sure. So the next thing we learned in the Mishnah is regarding the vegetables. So the Gemara says, we learned in the Mishnah about the vegetables. Similar to bread, because it brings the Allah of the bracha that we make on bread. And then it brings also the bracha that we make on vegetables. Just like when it comes to bread, so bread is, is baked through the heat of fire. And the bracha is amaitzi. So too, when it comes to vegetables, nami vegetables as well. If it was cooked in a pot, in a fire, it's all over there as well. You still make the brach of Adam. That's what you could learn from this Mishnah. said in the name of Abai, So what this teaches us is which is vegetables that are stewed, or boiled in a pot. The brach still remains by the priyadama. Okay, so this is, and some girsas over here in the Gemara say again, it's really extra because the Gemara already said it before. So now the Gemara here is going to focus on this subject. What happens with vegetables? Do you always make adam on vegetables? Whether it's raw, whether it's cooked, the Gemara will bring various opinions about this and various different types of vegetables, depending on if it's eaten raw, usually if it's eaten cooked, let's see. So Rav Chista said in the name of Rabbeinu, and who is the Rabbeinu? Manu Rav. He said it in the name of Rav. 
Chlokais, boiled vegetables. Mevarchem aleim by the priyadama. The bracha remains by the priyadama. Rabbi Seinu ayyardim Meretz Yisrael, Umano Ulo, Mishmed Rabbi Yechenen, our teachers that came from Meretz Yisrael, and that's Ulo in the name of Rabbi Yechenen, Omar, he said, Shlokis mevarachan aleyin shahakal neyavidvare. Once you boil it, the bracha now will be a shahakal. Va'aniyoyme. And Rav Chista himself said that this is not necessarily an argument, but we could say as follows. Kol shetchilasay beri priyadama. Vegetables that are made to be eaten raw, and when you eat it raw, the bracha then is a bayre priyadama. Shalka, if you boiled it, shahakal niyabidvaray. Then it's not anymore the same quality, so then the bracha will be shahakal niyabidvaray. But v'chal shetchilasay shahakal niyabidvaray. Vegetables that are not made to be eaten raw, like for example potatoes, and you eat it raw, and then the bracha is shahakal, shalka, when you boil it, and you eat it the way it's intended to eat, then the bracha is bayre priyadama. Then the bracha will be bayre priyadama. So not necessarily was there an argument between Rav and Rav Yechenen, it depends how the vegetable is eaten. That's what Rav Chista said. So the Gemara gives examples for this. We know, we can understand what's an example of something which in the beginning the bracha is shahakal because it's not made to be eaten raw. Shalka, and then you boil it, the bracha will be bayre priyadama, meshkachasla. This applies to the following vegetables. Bekarba, which is cabbage, am I right? Silka, the beets, and kara, which is pumpkins. So these three things are made to be eaten cooked. You eat them raw, the bracha will be shahakal. Actually, carb, I believe people do eat raw, but even when people eat it raw, it's not eaten plain raw. Although today, people, some people do eat uh, cabbage raw, but uh, usually it's in a salad or salted or so on. But I believe the derech has changed regarding uh, cabbage, and the same is also regarding carrots. I think it says carrots also. Amalgatite and people did not eat carrots raw because it's hard and difficult to eat, especially amalgatite and people do not have strong teeth the way we have today with uh, the service of dentists. But Heintegatite uh, and people do eat carrots raw. And uh, yeah, so yeah, even whatever. People eat whole carrots also raw. So perhaps uh, the derech changed today. But Ella, how about the opposite? If in the beginning, we, the, the, an example of something, of a, of a vegetable, then in the beginning the bracha is bayre priyadama. And shalkai, and then when you cook it, it's not the derech to eat it cooked. Shahakal, the bracha should be shahakal, hechem What's an example for this? The reason why the Gemara is having more of a difficult time with this is because many vegetables that are eaten raw and you make the bracha adama, when you cook them, you can still eat it raw, uh, cooked as well. I mean, it, it, maybe it's the derech to, for more people to eat it raw, but when you cook it, it still retains its taste. And you can eat it cooked, raw and cooked. So why, what example do you have of a, of a vegetable that totally loses its taste, and when you eat it cooked, it doesn't have its bracha? So the Gemara answers, Leek and garlic. These two vegetables, when you cook them, completely lose their taste, and the bracha is shahakal. So Taisus over here immediately asks the question, you cook garlic and then in, in food you see that the, the, the cooking it uh, brings out a, a, a special taste and garlic mm-hmm. is used in food to cook dafka to cook I mean uh-huh. you, people use garlic also raw as, a, as a, but, but also in cooked so Taisus answers that it depends if, you, if you're eating garlic you throw garlic into a chalent into whatever other dish so over there it's mashbiach but if you just take garlic separately you cook garlic alone Garlic, you eat it raw, is extremely strong and very, very uh, sharp taste. When you cook it, it completely loses its taste. So in that sense, if you eat garlic separately, the bracha will be a shahakal, if you're taking it just separately. 
and this is the way it's brought in Shulchan Aruch, all yeah, of these things ro- that are... Ro- 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 uh, again, when you cook it, the bracha will be shahaka, when you, before the bracha is adama, because it has its, its potent taste that, 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 that it has, but when you cook it, the bracha will be shahaka. Okay, this is the Allah Chalamais and Shulchan Aruch. The Gemara continues on the same subject, and it brings a different version that Rav Nachman said. Till we were quoting Rav Chista, not Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman also brought a, a, a statement from his teacher, and who was his teacher? Umanu Shmuel. This was Shmuel. Shalkai, Shlokai, sorry. The cooked, boiled vegetables, the bracha is Abayr Priyadama. He said, our, our friends, before he said Rabbi Seinu, he said, our friends, that came from Eretz Yisrael, the same individual, so he said, that the boiled vegetables, the bracha is shahaka. So now before Rav Chista explained that they're not arguing. But he said, Rav Nachman said that they are arguing and and their argument is already learned in a brisa. So he learned that they're arguing what happens when you cook vegetables, does it lose its original form and there, or its original taste, and therefore the bracha will not be shahakal through being cooked or not. So he held it to machloikis and he brought a brisa as a source to this argument. The Tanya we learned in a brisa regarding the halacha of matzah, to be yaitzah the mitzvah of matzah. Yaitzim berakuk, Berakik hashoroi ubemavushul shaleni muach. You can be yaitzah the mitzvah of matzah if the matzah rakik. The the the, the brayse refers to matzah as rakik because it's sort of a cracker that was um, soaked in water. Shoroi soaked in water or bemavushul if it was cooked shaleni muach if it wasn't completely dissolved in the water. Divrei Rab Meir. This is Rab Meir's opinion. Rabbi Yaisi says yaitzim berakik hashoroi. If the matzah was soaked in water, you could still be yaitzah. Avaloi bemavushul. Not if it was cooked. Even if it did not dissolve, you cannot be yates with matzah that was cooked. So what do you see here? They're arguing regarding... Huh? No, it does not come chametz. It is shruya. It certainly is shruya, but it's not chametz. Okay? We're, we're mahadr and shruya, but it's not chametz whatsoever. So we see here clearly that matzah that's cooked in water, there's an argument. Does it retain its original status of matzah and you can be yates in the mitzvah of matzah? Or once it's cooked in water, it doesn't retain its original status and you can't be yates in the mitzvah. So the same concept should apply also to vegetables. Once you cook the vegetables in water, is it still the original vegetable and it's adama? Or there's a change in being cooked in water and it becomes a shahakal. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. You can't compare the discussion regarding matzah to the discussion regarding vegetables. Veloi. It's not a comparison. The kulam, everybody could agree, that even after you cook the vegetables, it's still a vegetable that deserves the bracha of bayri priyadama. The only reason Rabbi Yaisi there says that once you cook matzah, you can't use it for matzah, because by matzah, the mitzvah of matzah is the matzah has to have the taste of matzah. There the mitzvah is that the matzah should have the taste of matzah. And once you cook it, it doesn't have the original taste. But over here, even though the vegetable that's cooked, the taste changes, it's not the exact same texture and, chain and, and taste the way, the way it was before, but still, it still retained its original status of the vegetable that it was before, and the bracha will remain adama. So there's a gshmak of art that the Rebbe says in the Sicha on this Gemara, because the Achreinim asked the question that there's a Befeidish Gemara in Psachim that says, Bala matzah If someone swallows matzah and doesn't chew it and doesn't feel the taste in his mouth at all, he yates it the mitzvah of matzah. How could the Gemara here, see the, here say that you need the ta matzah? So the answer is given the matzah itself has to have the taste. 
But you do not have to feel the taste. The chefza, the matzah, has to have the taste. The person, the gavra, does not have to have the taste. So that, that's the answer that Achreinim give. So the Rebbe explains, what's the concept here, though, regarding the mitzvah of matzah. So the Rebbe says, we know that matzah represents the fact that Eden came out of Mitzrayim in a time when they weren't ready. They ran out of Mitzrayim and they had the matzahs on their back and they were not ready to go out of Mitzrayim. So matzah represents our connection to the Ebesheh that's not tasteful. It's that accepting the yoke of heaven with simple faith when the Eden ran out of Mitzrayim. And so therefore, as far as the person is concerned, the mitzvah of matzah, he doesn't have to feel any taste whatsoever, right? But the Rebbe says, the matzah itself has to have a taste. Because when the Ebeshah took Yidin out of Mitzrayim, he didn't take them out of Mitzrayim to give them an experience of Yiddishkeit that should be tasteless. In potential, when the Ebeshah takes Yidin out of Mitzrayim, he's taking Yidin out of Mitzrayim to bring them to Matan Teira and to bring them to all the further Aveda that Yidin will then develop a further Aveda to get the taste of Yiddishkeit, to bring it into Seichel and to all the middles of a person. So the matzah itself has to contain that potential, that taste there. But the person, when you swallow the matzah, does not, because when you didn't want Adam it was what it was with simple faith. One more thing that the mother brings also in the name of Rabbi Yechenen regarding this. That cooked vegetables, the bracha remains a bayri priyadama. But Rabbi Yama bar Yefes Amar Rabbi Yechenen, Another Amayri said in the name of Rabbi Yechenin, Shlok is mevachon aleim, shahakal niyibidvare. No, Rabbi Yechenin said that the bracha is shahakal. Amar Avnachma v'yitzchok, Kova ulo l'shabeshte, Ulo before, earlier on this Amar, quoted Rabbi Yechenin the way Rabbi Yomim b'yefes said it, which is a mistake. Shabeshte means a mistake. Ke Rabbi Yomim b'yefes. Like Rabbi Yomim b'yefes quoted Rabbi Yechenin. Toi bar Abzeide. And Abzeide was wondering about this. How do we compare what Rabbi Yama bar Yefes said when he quoted Rabbi Yechenen to the way Rabbi Chia bar Abba quoted Rabbi Yechenen? Rabbi Chia bar Abba, Dayek v'gamashmaitem Rabbi Yechenen Rabbi. Rabbi Chia bar Abba was very particular and he quoted whatever he heard from Rabbi Yechenen very, very exact. But Rabbi Yama bar Yafes, however, this other student, Rabbi Yama bar Yafes, he was not particular, he wasn't medayik, and therefore he didn't hear and didn't quote Rabbi Yechenen right. V'oid, another thing, Rabbi Yama every 30 days, Mahader Talmudi Kameid Rabbi Yechen, he would review the, all, all of the halachas of the Gemara in front of Rabbi Yechen and his teacher, Rabbi. But Rabbi Yama bar Yafes, on the other hand, this other student, Rabbi Yama bar Yafes, Leimada. He did not have the same custom of reviewing what he said. So therefore, we can't compare a statement that Rabbi Chia Barabba said to what Rabbi Yom Yafa said. Certainly, Rabbi Chia Barabba was right. Huh? What's going on here? The guy didn't... It's okay, he said this. Rabbi Yom Yafa, he heard this. This is what he, uh, he thought he heard, but he made a mistake because he didn't do Chazara. So he made a mistake and therefore he uh, got it wrong. Yeah? The Gemara is incidentally telling this to us how careful you have to be with Chazara. Besides this, besides the two points that we just said before, that Rav Chir was much more particular, and he did Chazara, we know another thing about the Tormisa, which is some kind of a bean, I believe, am I right? Yeah? In order to eat it, the only way it's possible to eat it is if you cook it seven times, again, in a pot. And it's eaten as a dessert. The question came, and they asked Rabbi Yechenen, what bracha do you make on this bean after it's cooked? And he clearly said, the bracha is by the priyadama. So you see that even after this bean is cooked seven times, the bracha remains a by the priyadama. 
V'oid, Amar Abchia Barabba, Abchia Barabba said, I need a Isis Rabbi Yechanan. I myself saw Rabbi Yechanan. She'ochal Zayis Meliach, he ate a, a pickled olive, U'baruch alav, t'chil v'saif. And he made a bracha in the beginning and in the end. Which the Gemara now assumes means that he made a bracha Adama, and then, uh, sorry, not Adama, it's, a, it's, a, it's an Aleph. He made an Eitz, Shiva Saminim, he made an Eitz, and the Saif, he made the bracha Ala Eitz, <coughs> the bracha of Ala Eitz. Okay, that, that's the, the shot of Tchila of the Saif. So the Gemara explains. <coughs> a what? A what? Yes, because exactly. Whatever we learned over here about cooking, the same applies also to Maliach, to, to pickling. Yes, it's the same status. So the Gemara says, If we're going to say, Even after you cook, or as we just saw now, pickled, it remains in its original halacha that the brach is, eats in this case. So on, the, on this olive, he made a brach of And after eating, he made the brach of eats. But if you're going to say that once it's boiled or, or pickled, it doesn't remain in its original state, and the bracha is shahakal, before eating he makes the bracha of shahakal. After eating, what bracha would he have made? Why does he say he made the bracha afterwards? So the Gemara answers, what do you mean? Dilma, perhaps, he made the bracha of So from this Gemara it seems, that then, in the times of Damiraim, it wasn't so simple that everyone made the bracha of Be'er Nefashis. And it's brought in Paiskim that uh, at that time, the bracha of Be'er Nefashis was only made on like eggs or meat or certain basic foods. But in other foods, not necessarily was the bracha of Be'er Nefashis made. So therefore the Gemara is wondering, what bracha would he have made afterwards? And the Gemara says, no, he made a Be'er Nefashis, even, even though not everyone did, but he did make a Be'er Nefashis after eating the pickled olive. So therefore, from this incident, it's not a raya, but still the halacha remains, like Rabbi Barabbas said, that most vegetables, after you cook them, the bracha remains unless it's mamish, a vegetable that completely loses its taste, or totally not the derech to eat it when it's cooked. Which the Gemara before brought the example of garlic and leek that are cooked separately. Master Rav Yitzhak Bashmul, Rav Yitzhak Bashmul asked on this uh, story that we just brought, uh, over here, oh, sorry, this halacha, we're going to get back to the story in a moment, but the, the, the halacha that we just said regarding vegetables that are cooked, that the bracha is still adama, Yerakis, Sha'adam Yetzibayn Yedechavaseh Bepesach, vegetables that a person can use for maroir, so Yetzibayn, you could be Yetzibayn with the vegetable itself, or Bekelach Shalahen, also with the stem, but Avaloy Kfushin, not if it's pickled, Avaloy Shlukin, and not if it's boiled, Avaloy Muvishalin, and not if it's cooked. If you're going to say that even after you cook, it's still the original vegetable, why can't you have cooked mara? Want to be easier to be ate to the mitzvah of mara, to cook your mara? And for the gemara, no. Shani hasam de bi'in and tam mara veleke. Similar answer to the, what we said before. By mara, the whole idea of the mara is to feel the vayim mara ros The bitterness of the mara, and it's not going to have the same bitterness when you eat the mara cooked. Do they have a closest in the this thing that I was not bring there. Now, by mother, it's pasha that it has to have the taste because it's a yeah. zeicher to by mother us chayeya. That's the thing. But if it's pickled, it brings out more than mother. No? Different taste of, not the, the taste of the bitterness of the herb of the of the. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, it's not the same thing. Now the gemara returns to the story that we said before that he ate a pickled olive. Rabbi Yechanan hechim yivarech al zayis meliach. 
how did he make a bracha of Allah eights? What we're talking about over here is the bracha after eating. How did he make a bracha on this uh, pickled olive? Kivin the shakila legarine. The assumption here is that if you pickle the olive, he removed the pit. So batzele shiura. So the um, the shear of the olive, it's less than a kezayis. But the shear is too small, and therefore there's no there's no bracha achrayne for this. The assumption right? is that it's one olive. Correct. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, he ate one olive. That's what that's what the the, the, the it said before. Achal zayis meliach. He ate one olive. So the gemara answers. Me savres kezayis gadol binan when the shear when we have the shear of a kezayis there are different kinds of olives there are large olives small olives medium sized olives the shear of a kezayis is that the shear of a large olive kezayis benini binan the shear of a kezayis to require an afterbracha is a mid sized olive and that he may have had because this olive that Abiyechinen ate zayis gadol hava it was a large olive the olive of the shaklul even though the pit was removed. There's still the remainder of a kezayis, of the shir of a kezayis for the bracha. The tnan, as we learned in the Mishnah, zayis sha'omru, the shir of a kezayis that was said for all the many different halachis. This is a, a Mishnah actually, benigayat to tumah, benigayat to kalim. Loi cotton, it's not referring to a small kezayis. Loi godl, not a large kezayis. Ela benini, it's referring to a benini. Vizehu aguri. This is what's called aguri. Aguri literally means that it's a storage. It contains the oil that it stores inside. Rabavo said, This is not, the name is not aguri, ela arbuti shumai. People refer to it as arbuti. And others say, not arbuti, but samrusi shumai. Its name is samrusi. I guess that's then in the Aramaic. That's how they refer to it. Why was its original name in the Mishnah called Aguri Shishmanai Agar B'Saychai because the oil is stored inside the olive. Learning about the olives and the bracha and the, uh, from the Shiva Saminim, very good, yeah. Full size of the olive, including whatever's inside, absolutely, sure. Yeah.